1: studios the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance well hello hello it is the 6th of March 2023 a Monday this is the COB all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets I'm Nadine Blaney here with Kyle Rutta Kyle pretty positive here today locally at really nice to see you to start this week
0: Absolutely. It's a very positive move, and I suppose you can thank Wall Street for, for that. Really interesting reaction to the ISM services PMI. You would have thought that perhaps it would have been a, a good news is bad news dynamic, but I guess the best explanation that I've heard is that, well, the prices component fell. So, of course, we're all concerned about inflation, so that gave the green light to a little bit of a rally. Um, but nevertheless, uh, up by about, point, like you said, 0.6% or so for the ASX 200, um, and that's despite the fact that the energy and material players didn't really participate all that much.
1: Not all that much. I mean, the big minor BHP was mildly higher, but there was a bit of disappointment around that growth target set by China, 5% growth target. And so, you know, we saw Asian shares edging up, but uh, a little bit of disappointment that Beijing chose to lowball that sort of growth outlook. And it seems to be flagging, or at least it's being interpreted as you know, confirmation that there won't be any huge stimulus coming through from China, at least nothing out of the ordinary. And there's still some big concerns about the property market there. But that aside, you know, this is a really big week on the macro front. So we have the RBA tomorrow, followed by a speech by the Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe. We've got Powell testimony and we've got uh, the meetings of the BOJ and the BOC. Mm. Short of things to look forward to, look uh, look no further than this week, Kyle.
0: No, if you're a macro nerd, a central ma- bank nerd in particular, I you've got plenty to, to jobs chew on. on Friday. And non- non-farm <laughs> payrolls, which I guess was technically a, a week later. I, I only assume because of the uh, short uh, month of February um, or the short month that is, that is February. But um, no, I mean, I guess a lot of our conversation really did sit um, a- around what we can expect out of the RBA tomorrow. Obviously, 25 is more or less uh, baked in, you can pencil that in um, for, for almost certain, um, but some really mixed uh, conversations that I've had today about what language could actually emerge from from the RBA, which, you know, will be interesting because, I mean, the one thing that came out from last meeting was that hawkish pivot, you know, do they do a sort of another half pivot? Do they stick to their guns on their language? It's, um, it's fascinating and, and seems to be dividing people.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that is what we will be talking about this time tomorrow. Mm. Um, when it comes to some of the the big movers today, I can't help but notice some of the big moves came on no news. So we're talking about Lake Resources, Lion Town, Remelius, although I can say that Romelius was one of the stocks that we discussed today on the call. If you'd like to take a listen to that, Core Lithium uh, was out with a deposit estimate uh improvement and that explains the move there so everybody likes to hear when these deposits are looking bigger on the flip side of things though we did have well we had linus down we had new hope down we had paladin down Um, but don't forget that some of the companies i should say perseus down today um some of the companies that got knocked around a bit were in relation to going ex-dividend Iluca is an example of that and a Fortescue, I'm not exactly sure why it was down. I can only assume it was that target being set by China. Uh, because it did come on a day that we saw its price target lifted 15% to $15.50 per share by Goldman Sachs. So. Go figure. Some of these moves you can't always explain away easily, can you?
0: Not always. Although I will say this morning, and I, nothing necessarily from, from what you've just said there, that we did see natural gas actually drop 9% this morning at the open. Um, so there was a, p- a factor probably playing into some of the energy stocks there too. I couldn't necessarily find the story behind that. I don't know if it was a China one. Again, I just mm. feel like I'm clutching at straws all day today to find a good reason for things happening. But um, nevertheless, it, it was down. So something to obviously uh, take note mm-hmm. of just to start the week.
1: And I will say that um, – behind the coal miners, we did see Newcastle prices tank uh, coal prices Mm. to an over one year low. So that does give you a little bit of insight there. But um, yeah, it was one of those sessions that you just sort of feel we're trying to establish ourselves. We're trying to figure out, um, you know, what's going on in terms of the macro with so much to come. You know what the best performer on the 200 was today, Kyle?
0: I saw it and I've forgotten. Brain chip. Brain chip. Brain
1: chip was up by close to 18%. I don't I don't blame you for uh for not knowing the detail on this one because look, it rocketed higher. It's a more than one billion dollar market cap. It's pre-revenue. And the news that it put out was that it's launched a latest iteration of its platform, an AI platform. So no financials given around this, right. no material you know, likely impact of this, but it's one of those companies that just shoots the light out sometimes on no news. So that's why I picked it for the stock of the day. Listen to it, Philip Pepe from Sean Partners, and um, uh, Daniel Ortiz. It was Daniel Ortiz in- from LinkedIn. my Indipers. favorite guy. Yeah, yeah, no, my new guy, my, my new favorite guy too, let's take a listen.
0: I think it's fair to say that I'm just as confused as you Nadine, I'm, I'm really not sure what's going on here. Um, Brain Chip is one of those companies where you know, it's it's kind of driven by market sentiment really. And we're not too sure what's going on with the technology. We're not sure what's going on in terms of materiality, like you said, whether this will bring new revenue, whether this will bring new clients, we're just really not sure. And the fact that there is so much uncertainty is really enough for us to say, okay, it's probably not the stock for us. I'm still scratching my head. Uh, I used to own this company. I Did bought you? it number of years ago, I bought it and literally the next day it tanked. Uh, I stayed underwater for about three years and then it rallied for no reason. I sold it. Made a small profit and then it went ballistic mm-hmm. and now it's come back to to back down to earth. Um, it's an interesting technology that, as I understand it and I used to own it, uh, but I don't really understand it. Uh, they they're creating a product where they license the hardware. It's an energy efficient artificial intelligence sort of uh, video ID kind of product that they're trying to build. Uh, it's just very volatile and in this environment uh, volatility is not your friend. I, I'd be very cautious. Um, but if you owned it, if, if you can stomach the volatility, I'd hang on to it. But
1: all right, so um, I wouldn't suggest you cash out your super and put it all in brain chip, Kyle, just in case you were considering doing so. Um,
0: no, no AI. Although I, I would imagine anything that has AI in the press release at the moment is going to attract some interest. It seems to be the new buzz buzz phrase um, and and hype hyper thematic, I guess, in the markets.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, well that uh, goes a long way to explain or not explain why we saw uh, brain chip shares up by 18% today. Very volatile if you can stomach that volatility.
0: Yes, absolutely, and uh, well, I suppose interviews for you. Uh, you um, obviously had the call today? Yeah, um,
1: call was great. Call was great. You should listen to it, Carl. If we'll, you uh, weren't we'll. listening to it in the news. I always room. I
0: always listen to it in the newsroom uh, every day. But uh, as far as interview goes, anything else that jumps out at you?
1: Well, I was uh, just listening in on an interview that Scuddy did earlier today with Harry Watt from Sean mm. Partners. So he rates the fund managers. And uh, I think that was top of the mind this morning because we did have Magellan out again with a funds under management um, update, uh, further outflows, although the pace of the outflows has slowed. And that's why I think we saw Magellan share price up by 2.4% today by the end of the day. But if you'd like to listen into to some of those, um, yeah, the, I think he talks about Regal Partners, talks about GQG, talks about Pinnacle, you know, so that's that's a good one to take a listen into. to. Um, what sort of floated your boat today as far as your conversations, Kyle? I
0: had a rapid fire half an hour at the end of the day. I had some really good macro conversations. But uh, Brady Harold dropped by from Macro Capital to sort of, I suppose, kick off the week. Um, gave us his views on a perhaps, um, you know, value to growth play uh, in the short term. So, a, a trade potentially on uh, the NDQ on the ASX, with, uh, which is effectively a, a beta shares ETF over the NASDAQ, as well as uh, the ATEC um, or the Australian tech sector as well, another sort of a high beta, high-risk play on perhaps a bit of a turnaround when it comes to growth stocks, at least in the very short term. I also had a really in-depth conversation with uh, Stephen Innes from SPI Asset Management, always good for, I guess, a bit of a ra- an around the grounds, gave me his view on the Bank of Japan this week because it feels like uh, everything's moving very quickly at the moment, but it was only a month ago when the uh, Bear met last, maybe a little bit more, and the word on the street was that it would uh, adjust its yield curve control policy. Didn't do and it. it. Didn't. So That's right. uh, we uh, talked about the prospect of perhaps a, uh, well, Corroda's last stand, if mm. you will. Final meeting, final decision. Will he pull something out of the hat? Um, will be exciting because it will affect, obviously, bond markets across the globe, which will flow through to equities if something surprising occurs.
1: Hey, look, uh, I had a conversation late last week, and I don't want to name drop because I cannot, off the top of my head, remember exactly who it was with, but said that there is form, that there could actually be a surprise going for broke last mm. meeting. Yeah, that would make things quite interesting,
0: wouldn't it? I'd certainly have fun watching that unfold as everyone tries to work out that uh, that event.
1: Well, we'll be here. Um, So Mm. this week, you know, we've got to contend with dividends coming back into market. Will they come back into market? Will they be held on to? How will that influence uh, what? Trade is like on the S and P ASX 200. It makes me think, you know, of one of the companies we talked about um, in relation to the call today, which the first on the list from our viewers was actually Commonwealth Bank. Yeah. You'll want to listen into that if you're an income investor or if you're going for growth, just to hear what the guys had to say, and also its relative resilience in a downturn, but also if there is a little bit of enthusiasm expressed in the LZ market where all the international money goes to and a lot a lot of times it's CBA. Yes. Um, so there's some food for thought for you as perhaps we wrap it up, call it a day. We're going to be really big into uh, RBA this time tomorrow. 25 basis points, Kyle, you reckon?
0: Yeah, 25 in the gun. and uh, Hawkish,
1: hawkish or, or toning it down a bit?
0: I think they've got to go hawkish because if they – Give us another, you know, Wish experience you of a whiplash uh, yep. for a second month. That their credibility, whatever's left of it would, be, it, would be absolutely toast. So they've got to stick to their line at least uh, until perhaps they get the next official CPI data, I think, and, and see some firm, firm signals that uh, the economy is, is truly slowing down and, you know, they're starting to affect policy.
1: Okay, awesome. Uh, Kyle, hope you have a good night. You too.